Welcome back to the OC Pokemon Podcast. I am your Pokemon Dungeon Master, Matt, or Matthew. I don't care which one, they're both my name. Uh, this is the first two low quality didn't listen. Uh, it's a recap of everything coming from my own narration, and the actual playthrough will also accompany this episode's key features, but that will be either released in tandem or perhaps a later time. This is mainly for, uh, to catch you all up to speed, we are currently way, way in the future of playing this, so I just want to find a way to pump out the content without taking too much time to edit, and I'm getting glares from my kitten because she does, she was sleeping and I am talking over her now. Sorry, Kimchi. I love you. But... On with the on with the narration. The party headed into Rose City after seeing an explosion at the laboratory where Matthew and Jess's grandmother reside. The party then tried to investigate the wreck as reckless vigilantes, only to get in trouble with the police who define the crime scene as currently active. Jess and Abigail were caught trying to investigate further details on their own, while Kurt got in trouble with the law while attempting to follow a suspect ducking behind corners. With Kurt knocking over a little girl's ice cream in the process, the gang reconvened to meet Penny, one of Matthew's associates, who was less than welcoming and pinned the blame on Matthew for not being there during this alleged attack. The party then headed off to the hospital, where Jess and Matthew learned that another employee, Coral, was in the ICU and Professor Dogwood had lost her memories. Jess stomped out, overcome with grief and emotion, to find Jenny using her sweet scent ability to catch a rock ruff just outside the hospital. Abigail and Kurt and Sean all headed into the alleyways to find any clues about who may be stalking in the shadows, where they found a leaf that belonged to a razor leaf move, perhaps indicating that this mysterious, elusive stranger may have a grass-type Pokemon. They then heard a rustle coming from the trash cans to discover a very hungry, very scared Pichu, whom Abigail quickly caught. The party then headed to the lab to meet up with Matthew, and he offered them tickets to Rose City's Museum of Evolution. They quickly took the offer and viewed some fossil Pokemon in their respective exhibits, but the museum director offered the party to help her battle with fully evolved fossil Pokemon to see how their battle prowess was against each other, even though they may have never met. And that's where we left off. So the matches lined up like this. Sean was against Diane, so Sean had a Bastiodon and Diane had a Rampardos. Jess was against Jenny with a Cobbletubs versus Jenny's Tyrantrum. And it was a rematch between Kurt and Abigail. Kurt picked the Aurorus and Abigail picked Caracosta. Now, Sean was played by a close friend of Jenny's who had never played D&D. Uh, so we decided to give her a quick taste of the battling and a very quick peek into D&D itself. Sean was able to win his battle thanks to the... Uh, punishing defense of the Bastiodon versus the large reckless Rampardos. Jess and Jenny fought hard with Jess's Kabutops coming out victorious with its agile movements and big dammies, despite having the lowest health pool. Tyrantrum was just unable to keep up with its position on the throne as it was mercilessly slashed into over and over, unable to hit this dexterous Kabutops. Kurt and Abigail fought once more since Fire Lily Lake and Kurt came out on top yet again. Thanks to Aurorus's freeze-dry move, Abigail's Caracosta had put up a decent fight and struggle, but was frozen to the core. However, things ended well with the party being able to take some of the extra fossil Pokemon that had just been resurrected. The museum director, Diane, asked the party to help these fossil Pokemon grow and see how they interact with the current environment outside the walls of Rose City. Uh, spoiler alert, they have never checked in once. <laughs> the party then heads out to meet with Matt, only to get stopped by the police. The officer, Officer Ramos, who had stopped the party, was searching for any Pokemon that may have been related to the crime scene, asking anybody nearby to please identify themselves and their Pokemon. The party had no form of official identification and certainly were breaking any rules that permitted the party to carry more than six Pokemon each. So instead of, uh, 
Instead of the Indigo League's influence and regulations, the OC region has a much more informal but very legal group known as the PTA, the Pokemon Trainers Association, which follows the same rules as the Indigo League without their vast influence in the region. Officer Ramos tells the party to head to the Pokemon School to receive a class on Pokemon handling and knowledge, and have a very basic class to receive certification for carrying Pokemon. They head to the class that is filled with children, so imagine having to go to a second grade classroom uh, because you have never officially gotten recognition that you could multiply. So you just got these, um, you got four grown adults, except for Abigail, uh, taking a class that was meant for children. The party passes with flying colors as they beat up kids, answer Pokemon questions, and learn the most valuable lesson of all. Pokemon are to be respected because they are intelligent and should never be used as tools, but treated as partners. And the fact that they bullied the DM into making his self-insert taking something called ass-hair braiding classes. Yeah, that's d, d The party being older all received their new shiny Pokewatch, similar to Sinnoh's go-to tech, but slightly better because it ain't from Sinnoh. Uh, however, there was a final catch to passing the class this easily. The PTA representatives at the school asked the party to head to a place known as Sausuria Town to help the association catch some very tight Pokemon. It was also considered extra homework as they described Sausuria Town as a very historical site for the OC region's history with Sinnoh. The party reluctantly agreed as Dylan, their training instructor for a segment of the class, called up his buddy to help them get to Sausuria Town in one piece. It was Matthew. Wow, what a small world. Matthew explained that, that Coral had been confirmed to be in a stable condition and has woken up, but this, for some reason, required Matthew's attendance at the hospital immediately. This was alarming, but the party soon ran to the hospital to hear screaming and panicking coming from Coral's room. Coral was stammering about seeing something, and just as before he was going to spill the tea, an explosion was heard and seen from the room. An explosion that came from the midsection of the green tower, and fire immediately began to blaze and engulf the city's archive of knowledge. And so, you know, you, you, if you're a DM, you know you gotta end the session at the explosion. So, yeah, that's, that's where we ended. On a lighter note, um, uh, I would like to thank our patrons and all of our listeners. Uh, thank you so much for listening to both episodes, hopefully. Uh, if not just the two low quality didn't listen, um, that is okay. That is what it's here for. And uh, we actually got another patron, so shout out to Mars and their Raichu. Um, let's see. Uh, what can I do for their Raichu? We had explosions. We had fossils. Let's see how old your Raichu is. Oh, your Raichu is only two years old. Uh, little baby. Little baby. Little Eve baby. They're so small. Uh, <laughs> so this Raichu's really taking taken form here. And uh, we do have another patron, Jacob. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, please let me know what your Pokemon is. And uh, we'd be glad to do something for you. You know what? Uh, how about we roll for what it is? Uh, regardless, I'm going to roll a D20. Or, you know what? I'll roll a D100. Why not? I'll roll a D100. <laughs> uh, I got 88, and then for some reason it did it again, so now it's 35. So, uh, I'll let you pick a 35-year-old Pokemon or an 88-year-old Pokemon. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening. If you also want to support us and get either an insanely young or insanely old Pokemon, uh, you can support us at Patreon. Uh, anything helps, really. We're just I'm just glad to get this out there. I'm not really in it for the money. I would just like enough to sort of break even for this. Um, but And maybe maybe even like increase our budget a little bit more. I did I did get on the hype train and buy um, 10 Happy Meals. 
for the McDonald's Pokemon cards to help celebrate the 25th birthday uh, of Pokemon. So if you want to see that, go to our Instagram at instagram.com slash the OCPKMNpod, I believe. I should be better at this. <laughs> uh, let me double check. Uh, yeah, it's going to be instagram.com slash the OCPKMNpodcast. Yeah, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. This was uh, Matt, your forever DM, and uh, we hope to see you next time. Bye, guys.